we are welcoming um, Lucian Johnson, um, who is a very accomplished saxophonist and uh, composer. Um, and are you born and bred in in, um, in Wellington? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. I, I I was born here and um, was raised out in Pukaroa Bay. Awesome. Um, yeah, and spent most of my life here. Super. And and how um how soon did you discover jazz, or how did you discover jazz? Um, well, I I, I started playing music when I was about five, uh, playing the piano, and I was sort of, uh, you know, brought up uh, the traditional way in music, you know, uh, and but I always had a sort of affinity for more kind of ragtimes and stuff like that. Um, and my neighbour was a is a very um, quite a well known New Zealand composer called Jenny McLeod. And she used to come around and she'd sort of show me how to play swing, you know, how to how to actually swing. And I, I always had, uh, yeah, an ear for that kind of thing. I guess when I was about 13 or so, I um, I started, I think I was, I was reading all sorts of books as well. So I was reading, like, I was into the stuff like The Catcher in the Rye. Oh, yeah. And then from that, I think I got onto Jack Kerouac. Nice. And, um, from <laughs> how Jack, old? Oh, 13, 14, nice. say. Nice. That's very cool. Um, and then... And so from that, I think I got into jazz. Yeah. Uh, and I started wanting to check out some of the music that he was talking about and um, yeah. Charlie Parker and Thelonious Monk and John Coltrane and these kind of people. So did it intertwine with those protagonists of those novels as well, like in your well, mind? Well, not exactly, of... but I sort of started reading reading about that kind of period, you know, yeah. the beat generation and everything. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's slightly embarrassing now, but that, that's what I was we've into. All, we've all it? done it at some point. I think yeah. we've all gone through that lost, uh, lost young person phase. Yeah. But um, it, was it and, and getting into jazz at that age? Um, I guess or playing piano at five. Did that? Not, yeah. um Did you never have the period where it felt like a chore? Uh, no, I did. Especially you know when when you're forced to kind of learn classical music and stuff. I um, I got really bored by that. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So did you? Did it ever leave you, and you came back to it, kind of thing? Or? Well, I, I sort of I, the reason I st- I started playing the saxophone was because I refused to do that anymore. I refused to play classical piano. Brilliant. And um, I started. I picked the saxophone because I thought, well, in that way, I don't have to play classical music, and I don't mm. have to sit exams and all that kind of thing. <laughs> so I mean, I was quite musical, so people wanted to encourage me. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't into that so cool. much. Cool, and um, and with the with your journey with that, um, did you you, you ended up um playing in in some bands in Wellington? Yeah, so I I I went to the jazz school. I left I left school after sixth form, so I was only sixteen when I started jazz school, and um, spent three years there, which was used to be the Wellington Polytech when I started. Um, and uh, from there I started getting into bands and. Doing my own thing, and yeah, I was sort of in those days. I was, um, I was at the jazz school, but I was also sort of um, unofficially mentored by a couple of musicians here in Wellington. Uh, one of whom was Jonathan Crayford, a really great jazz pianist, and the other one was Anthony Donaldson, and and they were both about twenty years older than me, and um, were a really great influence on on my life in terms of. Yeah, teaching me what kind of real jazz was about, I guess, and yeah, yeah that kind of was. Thing. Was there a solid jazz scene then in Wellington? Um, it was. Uh, I reckon it was actually better, to be honest. Yeah, better in. Um, in <laughs> it was way? more creative. It was. It was more like um, people. People had were were doing original music the whole time, and there was a really um, quite a distinctive um, scene where. 
it was sort of about the artistic expression a lot more, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's how I, that, that's what I came out of and, and how I perceive how the music should be done. You know, you should, um, you should definitely try and kind of make it new, as the modernists would say. Um, whereas nowadays, I think it's, it's a little bit, the, the kind of younger scene are, are a little bit um, playing, uh, you know, some of the old music. A bit too much for my liking. I see. Mm. So, what, what what should people listen to in Wellington apart from in um, Wellington? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think in the Jazz Festival, the the place for Wellington music is probably Meow. Yeah. And if you have a look at the program that they've got, um, I think you'll you'll see a, a good uh, spread of of what's going on in Wellington. Anthony has got a, a few gigs down there. Um, John Ray, a, a drummer who's from actually from Scotland but lives here. He's been living here for five or so years. Mm. He's got some stuff. Um, there's my gig uh, releasing my album on the Thursday night. So I think I think there's a good spread of like the the really um, creative scene at, at Meow on during the jazz festival. So let's just um, let's just quickly plug that. Um, that's this, <laughs> so that's Thursday, um, the 9th of June at Meow, 8pm? 8, 8 that's right. Yeah. yeah. And is it, so it's Lucy and Johnson plus five, is that the yeah. name of the band? Well, yeah, it was really just a, a one-off kind of um, album. I got a grant from C- Creative New Zealand um, last year. And um, I'd never really done a, a, um, a jazz, a straight kind of jazz album in a way. And I really wanted to do something which kind of... Um, which was in, in a way a kind of homage to the music that got me into into jazz and into music in the first place, and so I assembled um, my my old friends, um, some of the really great great musicians here in Wellington, and um, a couple who are Wellingtonians but now live in Auckland. Um, so there's um, Jonathan Crayford uh, on piano, there's Chris O'Connor on drums, and Tom Cord on bass, who are the rhythm section for the Phoenix Foundation. Wow. Um, but are actually kind of originally jazz players as well. Um, and Lex French, who's a great trumpet player, and uh, Nick Van Dyke on trombone. Um, yeah, so it's really a great little lineup. Unfortunately, Jonathan isn't here. I think he's touring somewhere overseas, but uh, we've got Norman Meehan covering for him on piano. Mm. Mm. That's exciting. So we're not, we're not short of um, amazing jazz musicians here in Wellington, are we? Um, yeah, I think I think the the quality is really high, and and like I say, the the good thing is um, definitely from my generation, people are doing original stuff. It's not just uh, not just rehashing old standards and stuff. It's it's really quite fresh music, I think. Yeah, mm. and you you had um, a little period out in six years in France. That's right. Yeah, also doing music over there. Yeah, I I was that was most of my twenties were spent in in France or kind of travelling around and. Um, yeah, I I um I worked I, I I was really into kind of the avant-garde music at that time and and free jazz and stuff and I was lucky enough to play with some some um American musicians who were actually kind of the original free jazz guys from the 1960s people like Alan Silver and um Bobby Few and um John Betch and stuff so I sort of uh I was lucky enough to get a, a grounding in what I consider to be really authentic um, mm. The kind of last period of of jazz, where it was really kind of pushing boundaries in a way. Yeah. Some of those musicians, which was which was a great kind of learning experience for me. And what was life like? Were you gigging almost you know most nights or? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, um, 
the French scene is a bit different. You know, you, uh, it's. Um, I, I was I was involved in mu- music for theatre and dance as well quite a bit. So I sort of got more into composing at the same time. And I was gigging a bit and teaching a bit. Yeah, just doing anything I could really. You mentioned composing. Um, I, I think I read was that for um, theatre. Yeah. So tell us about that. Uh, well, there are a few different experiences. Mainly it was because my, my ex-girlfriend was a um, theatre director. So people were just using you for free. Well, she was, getting, <laughs> yeah, kind of, she was getting me to do stuff and then it kind of escalated. But there are a couple of kind of really notable experiences. One was um, we, um, we were working with a clown troupe and um, ended up, it was a, it was a company called Clowns Sans Frontières, which means Clowns Without Borders. And uh, it's sort of affiliated to Doctors Without Borders, so they would go into countries um, uh, after a kind of terrible thing, you know, like a, a war or something like that. So we actually went to India after the tsunami there and played um, around lots of fishing villages and stuff all around India, which had been affected by the terrible tsunami there, which was a, an amazing experience. Wow. Um, yeah. And another time... Uh, we went, not with the clowns, but with a theatre group, we went to Haiti and uh, lived there for four months. Um, this was before the earthquake there. Uh, and we um, we put on a performance of a version of Animal Farm with um, Haitian actors and stuff at the at the theatre festival in Port-au-Prince, which was another pretty out-there experience. So I had a great um, opportunity there to create music, which I performed with a voodoo drumming ensemble. Yeah. Um, what's that? Well, just to tell us what a voodoo <laughs> drumming ensemble is. Well, so, uh, well that's just, a, it's basically uh, a, ho- a bunch of percussion players who play like congas and stuff like oh, that. Oh, wow. Um, and they have their own drumming um, based on voodoo, voodoo rituals. Mm. So, I mean, obviously music is a big part of, of voodoo religion and, um, and, and it's based on these um, rhythms and stuff which are performed by drummers. Often the drummer is a kind of um, priest within the ceremony um, called a hogan. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, they have, very, they have very specific rhythms and it's actually quite... Um, the rhythms all mean something. I think there was something like 19 particular rhythms with variations on them. But each, each rhythm had a very specific meaning according to the ceremony or its history or, you know, there was a certain rhythm that could be kind of a seduction thing or, you know, a certain rhythm which meant revolution. Yeah. Um, Did you know that before you were playing? No, not it? at all. So, yeah, yeah, I had to learn about this stuff. Yeah. And, and um, it was actually quite a big thing to get these guys to play these things they had to sort of get um permission from from their local people uh, to, then to play them outside of a pin- or just to play it outside of a, a voodoo kind of ceremony oh, right. in that you know okay so this sort of it's quite a secretive thing you know yeah any recordings anyway um you can i'm I, I didn't make any but you can you can uh find yeah. voodoo drumming recordings yeah cool Mm. Um, and and actually, yeah, getting back to recordings, listen, that was my segue because I should have asked this earlier, but mm. <clears throat> um, where can we hear, can we hear any tasters of the album or is it, um, it yeah, is it out, out this yep. Thursday? Um, um, yeah, so I've re- released it online and it's uh, the, it's on Bandcamp, so it's uh, lucianjohnson5.bandcamp.com, I think. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 
And and why Bandcamp? Is it- ah, just because it's a it's a um, it's probably the best forum I think for musicians these days to release stuff and yeah. actually you know you're taking most of the proceeds, yeah, not and- having to pay it to. Um, Spotify or iTunes or yeah, any of these yeah. people who are taking huge cuts. W- will you? Uh, will you ultimately put the music on Spotify and iTunes, or will? Um, y- yeah, probably, but a little bit down the track. I'm actually um, going overseas directly after the jazz festival, so it's a bit of a busy yeah. time for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it will go up. Yeah. But if okay. you're really keen, come down to the gig, and we'll be selling um, some beautiful um, download. Um, the kind of. Uh, Card things, which which look like uh, which have uh, a beautiful painting by my uncle, who's a awesome. who's a painter. Cool. Yeah, so you and can put that on your mantelpiece too. Yeah, <laughs> super. Um, and have you been involved in the jazz festival before? Yeah, I many times. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, since um, I think my first one was nineteen ninety nine. So uh, yep, we go way back. <laughs> and it's been growing. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it it had a certain life. It was mostly a musician-run festival until I think about 2007 or so, mm. and then it got reinvigorated. And now it's the um, team at the um, arts festival who put it on. So it's it's sort of uh, its focus is a little bit different. When it was musician-run, we wanted to have collaborations and stuff and all that kind of thing. But um, I guess the benefits now is it's it's much more kind of professional. Um, you know, you get to see some big acts like uh, Wayne Shorter and Mulatto Astarte and this kind of thing, mm. and um, and there's quite a bit more funding and stuff. So all of that's really great too. So Mulatto Astarte is on at the Opera House on the Friday. That's right. Is that right? And yep. you're opening that night as well. For... Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm uh, actually. I'm not sure if I meant to say this, but I'm guesting on uh, on one tune. Yeah. Super. Because I'm actually I'm actually doing my doctorate in music at the moment, which involves study of Ethiopian music. Oh, right. So um, yeah, there's a bit of a connection there. Yeah, mm. and, and you, would you say the jazz festival? To, so to the layman that doesn't know much about jazz, just yeah. do they pick anything, or is there some stuff that you would sort of really highlight to, to um, as a good entry point? Well, if you want to go and see a, the international acts, I would say um, for me the the two really great ones are Wayne Shorter, uh, who's who was the sax player for Miles Davis and um, Weather Report, and um, he will, you know, he's he's a, a legend of jazz, so you can't mm-hmm. go wrong with that. Um, then there's Mulatto Astarte, who is, um, you know, a bit more contemporary in a way, but he, he's from Ethiopia and he's sort of done this Ethiopian jazz kind of fusion, I guess, um, and that's uh, really wonderful music too. Um, and then, if you're just into the, hearing some local stuff, then I would I would check out the program and and head down Meow yeah. head down to Meow and and that's the, that's the place I reckon. And you're also involved in lots of other Wellington bands, aren't you? Yeah. How do you juggle all that? And do you teach as well? Don't you? I I, I have taught. Yep, yeah, I have taught. Yeah. So I play with the Black Seeds, and I also play with Lord Echo, and I've been with the Utes and Shogun Orchestra. Yeah. yeah, so a few different bands over the years. Is it yeah. a really tight knit scene here in Wellington for that? Yeah, it is. People yeah, can just call on whoever they need when they need them. Or pretty much, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, uh, Laura, do you have any? <laughs> oh, very silent. Lucian over is um, you. I got a little sad um, because the way that you're talking about the jazz scene in Wellington is yeah. that it's a little bit on decline. Do you think um, that's? No, I wouldn't say that. Or? 
I, I think the focus has changed a little bit. And, um, I mean, I think there are probably more musicians than, than when I was coming up. Um, it's just that uh, – <laughs> I don't want to sound like a bitter old man. I am 50 years old now. <laughs> um, I think, I think it will be great to see some of the guys coming, coming up who, who are going to the jazz school and coming out these days. If they focused a little more on their original music, you know, there, there seems to be a lot of kind of guys who are content to be kind of robots in vintage suits at the moment, you know, playing playing kind of um, Dixieland and things, which is, you know, fair enough. And 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 the audiences also, I think, really respond to something which they're familiar with in that, which is cool. So, you know, there are pluses is and it, minuses. Is it, is it just fashion kind of, uh, fashion, like musical genre of fashion and the, what people tend to lean on, or do you, um, do you see a trend? Well, there, there is a, I mean, there always has been a bit of a vintage kind of thing in Wellington, um, mm. you know, but, um, and, and as I say, there is an audience who seems to really like uh, the older styles, and there's also this kind of swing dancing craze and that kind of thing, so... Yeah, I guess there is. You could say there's a bit of a fashion happening at the moment, but um, it, you know, I, I I have a taste for original music. Yeah, it's yeah. it's my yeah. That's that's what what I'm more interested in, and I I think it's I think it's a bit of a shame that you know the younger guys aren't being the ones the radicals you know yeah, of yeah. today. Yeah, because that's actually you'd think you'd associate that more with youth, anyway, wouldn't you? Kind you'd of just you'd hope so, eh? Boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wellington's never struggled for an audience for jazz. There's never been times um, where it's been just real hard to kind of get it out there. As well, it kind of depends on how weird your jazz is, obviously. But <laughs> but they also have a taste for kind of weird stuff. I think. Um, I, I think it's been amazing the last couple of jazz festivals just seeing how many people are out. Yeah, you know the the bars are cram packed, and that that's quite amazing to see. That's awesome. Yeah. So this uh, this Thursday at Meow, um, and we'll play a song from your um, album now. Yeah, great. Uh, which which one would you choose? Um, so I'm gonna play this one called Light Shaft, uh, which is kind of a uh, influenced. A little bit by a Brazilian kind of feel and awesome, cool. yeah. and and it's, it's original. Yeah, of and course. How did yeah? How did you? How did you do? How do you? How does the song come about? Actually, how does it? Is it does it start oh, off man. with a... some? Sometimes they just I, this one just came when I was this when I was playing the piano one day. Yeah. pretty much. Sometimes I'm influenced by um, a certain piece, and I think oh, that'd be nice to to borrow a bit from that, and then yeah. But this one I think just came. Um, when I was just sort of jamming away. Cool. Um, uh, thanks so much for joining us, Lucien. Ah, oh, um, thanks for yeah, having me. Really looking forward to getting out in the jazz festival. 